Every year in October, I go backpacking with colleagues who are also my friends. We started this practice seven years ago, and it has become one of the backbones of my year. It's as important to me as the turning of the liturgical seasons in terms of my spiritual practice. I think a lot about why this backpacking trip, it's a week long, but everybody gets back by Sunday because we're all priests. Why it matters so much to me. It's the only week of my whole year where I am completely unreachable, for one thing. We're always hiking outside the range of cell phone towers. I am not with my family or a congregation or anyone from my day-to-day work life on these trips. Also, these hikes are really difficult, at least for me. And there's something about pushing my body to its limit every day for five or six days in a row that reminds me how wonderful it is to have a body and to be able to climb mountain passes or forge through slot canyon rivers. But I think the essential thing about these trips is that they are liminal spaces. Time that is apart from and in between the rest of the rhythms of my life. That's what a backpacking trip is for someone like me, who only does it once a year. It's a journey that takes its pilgrims outside of everything and shows us who we are. On these trips, I evaluate the changes in my life differently. And I find that the days on the trail carrying weight on my back are times where I do personal work around letting go of the past and preparing for the future. I never come back quite the same person I was when I left. In our gospel this morning, Jesus is in the wilderness a lot longer than a week, 40 days. Now, the Gospel of Mark covers a lot of ground in just a couple of sentences. Jesus is baptized, named, blessed, and then driven into the wilderness where he fasts, is tempted by Satan, and then attended by angels. There's also some beasts, I noticed. And before we know it, John has been arrested and Jesus is launched into his ministry proclaiming the good news of God. (laughs) Mark says it in about the same length of time that I just did. Because Mark is our shortest gospel. Everything moves fast in Mark. But I want to back up for a moment, because what happens in this really small section of our scripture is revelatory. It shows us something about who Jesus is, about how human Jesus is. And it shows us something about who we are as people who seek to follow him. Jesus, this morning, undergoes a major life event. He is baptized and named aloud as God's son, the beloved, with whom God is well pleased. This is a moment that changes everything. In this moment, you would think Jesus is made ready to charge out into the world doing what he was born to do to proclaim the good news. But instead, this newly named beloved is driven 
driven. The word connotates he didn't make a choice about it. (laughs) He's not led in Mark. Driven into the wilderness by the Spirit of God, where he spends 40 days fasting and being tempted. William Bridges, who is an expert on organizational change, says that for human beings, change is situational. But transition is a psychological process. Change is the thing that happens. You move to a new city. You end a relationship. You're baptized and named beloved. Transition, on the other hand, is the process of a human being responding to the change. And it takes a lot longer. Becoming a Seattleite takes longer than just moving to Seattle. A breakup lasts a lot longer than the moment when you call it quits. And as we see in our gospel this morning, being baptized and named as God's beloved is not all it takes to become the Jesus who proclaims the good news of God's kingdom. Come near. For Bridges, there are three phases to every transition, to this psychological response to change. If a person or community of people are going to be successful in navigating a change. The first is to say goodbye to the way things have been. This involves letting go of the past, accepting that it's over, and something called disidentifying. So saying goodbye to the parts of you, the parts of who you are, that are entangled in whatever it is that has ended. The second phase of transition is called the neutral zone, which I love because that there's a thing in Star Trek called the neutral zone, and I love Star Trek. But it's not the border between the Romulan Empire and the Federation. The neutral zone is, well, Bridges also uses a metaphor of wilderness to talk about it. Specifically, he talks about Moses and the Israelites and their 40 years of wandering after Egypt. 40 years. Jesus gets 40 days in the wilderness. In this neutral zone, we have experienced the ending of what was, but we don't really know what is going to happen next. This can be a time of extreme discomfort. We don't know who we are. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what it will be like when we get there. But it's also a time of extreme creativity. There are two big temptations in the neutral zone. The temptation to go back to the way things were and the temptation to rush ahead, to skip this part of the process and get to the new thing. I wonder if Jesus experienced these temptations in his 40 days in the wilderness. I wonder if he was tempted to go back to the time before he had been named beloved, to return to his life in Nazareth and to just live a quiet and unremarkable life. I know he was tempted to go rushing ahead 
We hear about these temptations in Matthew and in Luke. The temptation to end his fasting sooner by making rocks, making bread from rocks. Or to skip the pain of dying on a cross by simply bowing to Satan and taking dominion of the world. If he had done either thing, there would be no good news to proclaim. Jesus needed the wilderness, the testing, the fasting, the not knowing, in order to truly embrace the change that God had made in him. The new beginning, that's the third phase of transition, according to Bridges, the new beginning that happened in Jesus and that Jesus would proclaim to the whole world when his wilderness journey was done. The risk of rushing forward is that the new thing we get to doesn't, isn't real. And the risk of going back is spending the rest of our lives in the past. No one in the world was prepared for the radical new beginning that God made in Jesus Christ. This revelation of God's vulnerable and powerful love, fully human and fully divine. Even Jesus needed time in the wilderness to fully embrace this change. Today is the first Sunday in Lent. Lent is a season that goes for 40 days. Fun fact, Sundays don't count. So if you're doing some extreme fasting, you don't have to do it on Sunday. It's real, true story. That's why I spent a lot of my uh, 20s drinking on Sundays during Lent. <laughs> I don't recommend that. Uh, that's, I'm not endorsing that practice. Um, Anyone here feeling the neutral zone? That wilderness in between feeling of knowing that important things have ended and not knowing exactly what will come next? I know that you know this feeling. You know it as individual people and you know it as the community of St. Matthew San Mateo. I know it too. I am living in this particular wilderness right now. The good news of the season of Lent is that this uncomfortable place is also full of generative, creative possibility. I believe this is what Lent is for, a time set apart for us to go on a spiritual backpacking trip of sorts, to be in the wilderness not as a punishment, but as preparation. We have good news to proclaim. Good news we can't even imagine until we have let go of the past and spent the time we need to spend in the wilderness. We were created, you and I and all of us together, to participate in the new thing God is doing in the world, to spread love and healing and wholeness to all around us and to claim these things for all creation. To do this work, we will need to let go of the past. 
and we will need to let the Spirit drive us into the wilderness. There are times of fasting and challenge and testing in this neutral zone. And we need to resist the temptation to go back or to rush ahead. This is the work we need to do, the work of Lent, in order to discover and embrace that new beginning. Oh, and friends, we are not Jesus. I would never go backpacking alone. We watch him today go into the wilderness all by himself, but don't do that. (laughs) Go together. This is a journey meant to be done in community with people who know you and love you, who can cheer you on and pick you up. This is a journey meant to be taken together. So this Lent, you are invited into the wilderness. You might even be driven there. You're invited to choose to be human the whole way and to choose to trust that at the end of these 40 days, there will be light and life and maybe even resurrection.